What's going on, everybody? It's uh, Carter Noble here, and welcome to episode 141 of Little Root Lessons, joined by my fantastic co-host, Carl Wilkin. What's going on, my dude? Uh, as you can see, it is not Carter Noble this week. Uh, Carter Wait, that's is not out. Carter? Nope, that's not Carter. Oh. <laughs> I am joined by Ro and Bauer Dad this week on the pod. Uh, we're going to be talking some fun Scarlet and Violet, just like kind of tidbits and things like that. Nothing crazy, nothing, it's mostly spoiler free. Um, Carter had to be away this week and everything's fine. He's okay. Uh, he's just helping somebody. He's got somebody moving into his house and it's just a whole mess. And he'll be back next week, maybe. I don't know. We'll see how this one goes. If this one blows up, I might not bring him back. It'll be, it'll be fine. Pressure's on now. Yeah, I'm about to say the pressure's on now, boys. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta show up, make and kind of fight, make harder fight for his spot. All right, let me chug more coffee. So I'm a more interesting person. <laughs> gotta chug all the coffee. Oh, I'm ready. Are you sure? Yes. <laughs> so I gave the boys here a couple, a handful of questions. We kind of had a little bit of little bit of free time this is more kind of rushed than anything else but we're gonna answer some fun questions about scarlet and violet version exclusives and other fun stuff like that and kind of just all go back and forth and have a nice little discussion how's that sound boys you ready it's great i'm here for it let's go awesome so the big the big elephant in the room is which game version and why which game versions y'all picking because this this is this is a very important question for this game in particular, because the ride Pokemon is one of the big defining features. Yeah, we're gonna be seeing it throughout. I'm so since since the original red version back in the '90s, my brother and I have always gone opposite versions, and he uh -huh. really likes Tyranitar, and Tyranitar has been confirmed to be a Scarlet exclusive, so that is the only reason that i'm going violet we just the only reason we were, well yes because we were we were both pretty indifferent we're just ready to play some pokemon we didn't really have a leaning one way or another and then we saw tyranitar and my brother said all right well it looks like i'm getting scarlet and then i said okay violet for me <laughs> easiest decision ever right it really it really was i see people in the little root lessons discord they're all conflicted on what version and i just it was a not not shouting out Krebs entirely there. Not shouting. <laughs> Poor Krebs. Poor Krebs. Um, Absolutely, just calling him out like yeah, hundred percent. Just calling him out right there. Uh, I am getting Violet because my wife is a lovely person, and even though her favorite color is purple, she knows I like uh, Maridon's design more, Aww. and so she's giving True me love. that one. Yeah. True love. <laughs> um, which I have to go pick up both games from the store on a friday morning at like 6 a.m so fingers crossed i can get in there and get them yeah <laughs> okay the trifecta. <laughs> so to complete the trifecta i'm also picking violet uh, oh, purple okay. is my favorite purple is my favorite color um and also very similar to uh what josh was saying where so this is going to be uh I, when i was growing up with my brother uh, him and I would always get the opposite versions. Usually he would pick the fire starter and I would just pick whichever other starter uh, uh, he didn't. Um, most of the time it was the water starter. Um, might not be this time. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, anyway, so this, this, is, uh, this is going to be Maddie's first new gen since X and Y. 
Jeez, so, that's such a long time. Wow. I know. Wow. All right, all right. Yeah, so he went and when he saw, he only saw like the first couple trailers. Mm-hmm. Far, I am going to send him this podcast as well so he can like an idea on what's going on. But he, uh, when he saw the cried uh, on at starters, he's like, well, in Scarlet, I'm picking the fire starter and uh, you can figure out the rest, Ange. So oh. that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it's funny, it's like how much sibling rivalry can be like between Pokemon games. Like me and my brother also would always split up the games, pick a different version. Um, I always got like the darker colored ones. I like I got sapphire, I got uh, silver, I got blue. My little brother would be more into like, oh, I want Pokemon Red, I want these bright colors and things like that. And it was kind of fun, uh, always having that little bit of a of a go back and forth with him. Um, which you're talking about starters brings us to our next little tidbit here. Uh, which which <laughs> one's your starter? Who's your starter going to be? Bro, do you want to go first this time? Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll go first this time. So I did finally decide. All right. It was a couple days ago. It was re- actually really tough. I... Drum roll. <laughs> yeah, I tried to do it, but I didn't want to cause an earthquake on yeah. my laptop. Yeah, like, same. Oh, uh, yeah, so I'm going to be picking uh, Sprigatito. The grand Oh, for me, I think I might be a weird Pokemon fan where, like, starters really don't do anything for me. I don't really get super excited over them. Mm-hmm. In the grand scheme of things, I think from, like, Gen 5 on, the only starter Pokemon at Reveal, where I was like, yes, I need to use you, was Froakie. And that I just, okay. like, from black and white on, it's been whatever. Um, so, we are not talking leaks. Yeah. But I do have a few friends who have seen those, and I pretty much asked them, and I was like, hey, do you know what type of Pokemon I like aesthetically and such? <laughs> Which starter of Quackling and Sprigatito do you think I would like? And he said, <laughs> Sprigatito. So, uh, Evan, I'm putting my trust in you. <laughs> Not our Evan, different yeah, Evan. But different Evan. Okay, okay. Different Evan, yeah. <laughs> um, go ahead, Bardad. Which one are you picking? I am picking before I give my answer. I just want to say that I think I think everyone is correct in terms of starters. With yeah, Scarlet there's and no I right think, or wrong starter. Oh ever. yeah, there's like they are some of the best designs we've ever seen. I think, and I just I see people being weird about their starters and like, well, your starter sucks. It's like, yeah, what are you talking it's about they're all so good. They're all so good. Uh, that being said, I am picking Fue Coco. Okay, cool. it was. It was not a difficult choice. Again, all the starters are amazing, but my my heart is with little fire pepper, little little character. fire crocodile guy. Yeah, he's sh- he friend shaped. He is friend shaped. Yes, shaped. I can't. Wait. Um, Carter's also a big Fue Coco fan. Um, he, I'm assuming he will probably pick that one. Uh, which we get to complete the trifecta. I am picking Quaxley. Uh, I am. Ooh, I am right, a very big right. fan of the little sassy duck. I like him a lot. Um, I'm notoriously really just like I always pick the water starters anyway just because I just like their designs more Um, this one was close though I think if Quaxley was just a little bit of a weirder Pokemon I probably would have picked Flake Coco this time around Um, my wife is picking Sprigatito as well and so she she loves the little grass anything cute anything cute she's just gonna love it and I think she'll be very happy with her Sprigatito choice 
that being said, actually, oh, is she? Yeah, yeah, she's doing Sprigatina. That being said, the minute I find Gumi in the game, I'm off. I'm off Squaxley. Quaxley's gone. Gumi's gonna be the starter. Yo, Gumi. Um, I think for me, just talking like Pokemon wise, or just how people do teams. For me, at least in game, I know. Well, you have your uh, your 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 speed runner um, roots. Uh, <laughs> me, I, I I don't know. So I always liked it as a kid. I always like liked it like when you would see like a rival of Gary Oak in the anime, and Gary always had all of these different Pokemon that he would raise. Even mm. like Ash, like to an extent. Like I know like the black and white season where you would like rotate through different Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And I always wanted that because there'd always be old friends and new Pokemon and returning Pokemon I'd never used before that I would like to use. In the pre Gen six mechanics, it was very difficult to have a team of Pokemon around the same level to like rotate in and out without just grinding ninety percent of the game, yeah. which kind of takes the fun out of it. <laughs> But with the new experience uh, features that we've seen since X and Y, um, for me, I just rotate through when I'm just going through the regular story. At, at one, at some point, settle on a six to like finish the game with. But like, it's something nice where it also lets you like find a Pokemon, especially like again from a past gen that you didn't use in that. That Pokemon's generations, um, like official like gen, mm-hmm. and then you use it later, and you can still have that same like appreciation for it, or a newfound appreciation. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of these newer Pokemon that I really had, like. I didn't really get to touch a lot of the Galar Pokemon through my play do- through because I just like I picked up all the Pokemon that I I knew I would like. And mm-hmm. what, when we're going back through here, like whatever Galar Pokemon I find in SMV, I'm probably going to pick up and play with then because it's like I didn't get to play with these guys as much as I wanted to, <laughs> and so I'm going to pick these guys up through that. Um, yeah. But like, like I said, like if I find Gumi, I'm swapping to Gumi 100. percent That's just something that oh, yeah. I used to do all the time. Is like we since my brother had another version of the uh, other version of the game, I could make eggs, send them to his game. And then I could start a new game and then send whatever I wanted to my game. And that would be my starter. And I would do that, all that fun stuff. And like you said, I would nice. play speed run games. And that's kind of where a lot of these speed run things started. It's just like, oh, I've beaten the game with Mudkip or whatever. Let's see if I can beat the game faster with this Pokemon or this Pokemon instead. And um, I, I tend to do that a lot more now. I remember... Uh, picking up the Pokemon games again for Sun and Moon. I had an entire team of just Steel-type Pokemon. I just brought them all in. Just all of them. Nice. Here you go. Here's all these level 1 Pokemon. All of them are Steel-type. Let's just go run a Mono-type run throughout the game. And uh, I see people probably might be doing that a little bit more often as a challenge run for this game in particular because of it's Mm -hmm. just like open-world nature. It's... It's so interesting to hear y'all talk about the the ro- rotation of Pokemon and just the different ones that you would do. Because when I when I played through Pokemon Sword, I did a I do a, sort of like the opposite of a challenge run with my brother, where we we did a rotation, but we made it such that any Pokemon that was used against a gym leader then had to be retired. So it forced okay. us to rotate it through. Forces you, yeah. Uh, a lot of it and i don't plan on doing anything similar this time but i've always been more of the camp of 
I, I want to experience more of the game. Mm-hmm. I want to go explore more. I want to rotate Pokemon out just for the heck of it, just to give them a try. Obviously, there will be some favorites that I pick up that stay with me, you know, Gumi. <laughs> <laughs> but I've just... I've I've never I've never really been a fan of just picking the same one two three Pokemon. I like to I like to really branch it out. So I'm I'm excited to do that here too. Um, I had some, I had a thought. Now it's gone. Um, so yeah, it'll come back it's to me here in a second. <laughs> um, but oh, it was it was talking about the challenge runs things. Like oh yeah, Sword and Shield. I I ended up I didn't do any kind of weird challenge run. I kind of just played it slow and enjoyed it because. We had just moved into the new house. Like we really didn't have anything else to do. Like internet wasn't set up yet, TV wasn't set up yet, and so I would just we we got the game. We moved into the house and got the games like as a housewarming gift the same day. Oh, and nice. um, the 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 rule was is I had to move everything into the house before I could play the game. <laughs> we had to get everything set up and like in the house before I could start, before we could open the game. And eighty percent moved in speed. <laughs> yeah, like we just we we knocked it out in all one all in one afternoon. I was able to play the games that next morning, um, and I kind of just took my time with it and kind of did the same thing with PLA. Uh, I might just make this one more of like a Nuzlocke run. Um, mm. I think that the open world like aspects of the game kind of play to an to a Nuzlocke style game better. Um, we'll have to see what I'm feeling like the day we get the games, but. Um, It'll all be on stream either way, whether I'm just casually playing through the game and enjoying it, or if I'm trying to nuzlocke it or whatever. At you, Carl, you actually said something. You mind if I interject a sidebar question that I think would be interesting? Cool. Go for it. Is when, question for the group, when are y'all going to play for the first time? Carl, I know that you're looking for physical copies. Angela, when, when are you starting to play? I know you have some things coming up this weekend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um so... this is just designed to make angelo feel bad this is entirely yep, yep. <laughs> so i know like you guys i think have a good idea uh not not getting completely into this um mm-hmm. the holidays just in general um and november as well for me in my personal life are very busy um i live about seven hours or so away from my family so Usually for the holidays in general, driving I have to drive down to uh, see them, or uh, you never want your Italian mother angry. I mean, let me tell you, that is the <laughs> last thing you want to do is disappoint your Italian mother. Oh, God. So, uh, yeah, making sure I'm down for the holidays. And before that, my parents are actually going to be up near where I live for a conference, so I have to go help them with that. Um, I have a few other uh, events um, in in my personal life that are all ever, like everything is like this week. So usually in pa- in the past um, we did this mostly for the DLC uh, two DLC launches and for uh, BDSP. Uh, me and two of my friends um, from high school who live up with me, well, with me, but same area. Uh, we would all get together at one of our three houses or apartments, and we would take that day off so we can all experience the game or experience the DLC together mm-hmm. uh, nice. for the first time. So this, we that's what we planned on doing. Um, I still might be able to see them. 
However, it might not be until like 7, 8 o'clock at night on Friday. So I will play on Friday. I just don't know what time. So the fun thing is, is because it's multiplayer, you can just play from home if you can't make it to their house. Yeah, that that is the goal. And that's like one of the other things because... I think one of the reasons why, at least with my brother, and even with me more so like for O-Ross and the Gen 7 games, the reason why we fell off was after um, after Gen 6 came out, that's when he moved away to college, we were separate, so like we weren't playing the games together, mm-hmm. and that's like we that's what we used to do all the time, like, like again, it's... it's always, I feel like these games are always more fun to play with other people, even previous generations when you couldn't have this multiplayer everyone can together at the same time just being in the same general area doing the same thing it was always just really really enjoyable and so one of the nice i mean he has a switch now so that's i mean one of the most important thing on why i can play this uh this game but like also him and i we can just hop on the phone and we can like see each other and actually like play with each other on the games again and honestly do what we thought was this futuristic, like, dream possible thing when we were kids playing on Game Boy Advances. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, with us actually, like, seeing each other's characters and not just, like, what the wild area is in Sword and Shield or the underground is in BDSP, but, like, legitimately being in the same area with the same spawns, being able to interact that way. Like, I think that alone... It's going to make this game so much, like, really, really special compared to um, past generations. It really is going to be able to connect together. Yeah. Uh, that kind of brings us into another question I have down here. It's a little bit later on the list, but this works out uh, because the multiplayer is essentially a new mechanic to the game. Um, what new mechanic are you most excited for? This involves, like, the TM crafting system, uh, terror raids, picnic, uh, the let's go... Uh, auto battle feature things of that nature josh you go i just talked for like five minutes i think <laughs> you gotta you gotta take a breather yeah. and also to answer the last question that i got stiffed on i'm doing digital midnight release i'm going as soon as as soon as it hits yeah we already knew hits, that everybody already knew that though i think you've told but, like yeah. you know what? i think you've I told everybody to <laughs> <laughs> at least once they don't want me to they don't want me to be in this all right <laughs> i i honestly Gosh, I think I think these are all really really awesome. I'm going to say I'm going to say terror raids. And it's it's something it's something that I mentioned before, but I just I think that the raiding mechanic in Sword and Shield was one of the best done things that they've ever put into the series, but I think some of the life got sucked out of it kind of kind of quickly because it became noticeable just how much overhead there is. Mm-hmm. In raid battles, the communicating and picking your moves and then waiting for the turns and trying to connect up for raid battles and just it was it was very unnecessarily bloated in time. And I think the fact that they're doing the new raid system with a real-time format is gonna make it absolutely amazing. Yeah. So I'm really, really looking forward to to the terror raids, especially. Yeah, agreed. Uh, one of my favorite things from Sword and Shield was was the DLC, was the Dynamax Adventures. I loved doing the endless ones. I loved doing just the regular ones. Um, and 
I will I will say one of the big turnoffs for a lot of people was just the the amount of time that it was going to take to get synced up to somebody, get synced up with four people that were ready to actually play the game. Because a lot of the times you would get synced up, and then someone would dip out, or yeah. you would get you would find three people, couldn't find a fourth, got stuck with Marvin the Soul Rock user, and <laughs> you failed the raid in the first couple turns. Helping hand light screen. <laughs> rock polish doing nothing the entire game, right? Um, and I think I think terror raids, the real-time aspect of the terror raids is going to be a huge buff to it. Um, now, that being said, there's there are some downsides to that because it's a little bit harder for connectivity issues and things like that. So if you get dropped halfway through or mm. drop connection for even just a little bit, it could really mess up some of these raids because... As we've seen, as we've heard about for uh, their special raids that they're doing, the Charizard raid, the seven star, six and seven star raids, these are really hard apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, like level level one hundred Pokemon with really good Terra typings and really good moves, and so it's going to take a lot of coordination and a lot of just like working together to get through these kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean to add on to everything, um, the raids were also my thing uh, uh, that I'm most excited for. Um, and that same group of people I play with up here, uh, neither of them really play VGC. Like they've dabbled in like competitive or like even just like reading for EVs and IVs and such, but really haven't dove into it. But what we really bonded with together with, and even before I started playing VGC, was like just hopping on Discord and doing all the different raids and finding all the different Pokemon. I really, really like it. I like the fact that it gives you a nice way to complete your Pokedex in a really fun way that isn't just trying to like find a specific Pokemon in the wild. Like there could be a rarer Pokemon or to sometimes even a version exclusive. If someone's hosting that raid, you're able to j- jump in and have this like fun interactive to uh to get those pokemon so i'm actually super excited for raids and i do like how they're going to the timer i think um i know a lot of people like there might not be a there is some sort of crossover between like people who are playing the games on the switch and people playing pokemon go but you can definitely tell that even just the idea of raid battles and sword and shield and now with the timed raids they are pulling some ideas and some yeah. features from Pokemon. I mean, Pokemon Go's had timed raids for Forever. mostly, I think, <laughs> about at least five years. I think. Yeah. Um. Other, my other, my big mechanic. I think I'm excited for though is just like the auto battler. <laughs> I am very big at min maxing my games when I'm playing them uh, if I can, mm-hmm. and and this is the biggest min max you can have, right? Is just mm-hmm. throw the Pokemon out like you're going around doing other stuff. The Pokemon's gonna battle and gain <laughs> its own experience for you. I ain't gotta do any of the slow grindy stuff anymore. It'll just mm-hmm. do it all for me, and that, that's one thing I'm more I'm more excited for. I think. Yeah, I'm not so... sure. Go ahead. I, I'm I'm on the fence with it. I'm not sure how I feel about it, but I can you're just probably... scared. That's what you are. You're scared. <laughs> scared is gonna knock out a shiny for you. That's what you're scared <laughs> of. You can't play. No, scared. that is valid. That is valid. <laughs> you just can't play That's scared. Just don't valid. play scared. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Yeah, have to play like Doug Peterson. <laughs> just, just go for it, Nick Sirianni. Um, um, trying to avoid spoilers. Uh, I I have. 
kind of gotten a little bit of how like the breeding mechanic works and the picnics and all that stuff so i'm a little bit excited for that uh, i was really worried when they said that like oh you could find eggs through picnics i'm like does that mean I'm going to have to make sandwiches all the time to breed Pokemon? <laughs> because, like, you got nothing out of curry, curry in the game. Like, you could do, like, curry shiny hunts, which is a really cool and weird mechanic. But, like, that was all really curry was good for outside of just, like, friendship and uh, experience. And I was just like, they're going to tie their new, like, forced way to interact with Pokemon into breeding. And it's just going to make it miserable. Um and I know, I know a little bit more about that now. I'm not going to share it here uh, mm. because that is it is not officially inf- released information. But okay. um, I am a little bit happier about how picnics are going to work now. I'm you I'm glad I'm to. glad to hear that because I, I I it was it was posited by someone that oh we're only going to get this through eggs and I I I was conf- I was I was thinking there's no way they do that because that would be like Carl like you said that would be miserable like I mean, just get a lineup of of like your little subway station yeah just reading Pokemon making like, sandwiches all I'm doing oh. is making sandwiches subway simulator let's go um, that'll make, that'll make me start jetting <laughs> <laughs> goodness it's funny because they just recently went through and just like banned a bunch of people in pokemon home just went through and just mowed them all down good uh, <laughs> um i think it was mostly for um illegit like really bad illegitimate pokemon like ones you could tell like certain shinies and things like that that weren't supposed to be shiny and stuff like that but um i have a feeling they're going to be much more strict on pokemon home going forward about the whole like genning things that aren't supposed to be the way they are uh, mm-hmm. but we'll we'll have to see uh, sticking with the mechanics theme uh, is there a mechanic you would like to see it could be a returning mechanic it could be something brand new that nobody's like thought of before um, I know the rusty bottle cap is the funnest <laughs> meme on the internet when it comes to wanted mechanics um, mm-hmm. which personally that is my answer I want the rusty bottle cap I want to set IVs to zero like I want to be able to just like take a wild pokemon and completely morph it into a competitive pokemon that doing being able to do that again would eliminate the need to gen pokemon and things like that because they've made so many strides and making them the best pokemon you can be well what if i need it to be zero let's let me make it zero and so i kind of want to hear you guys thoughts on things you might want to see do you want o powers to return that was a fun mechanic from x and y um there's like the gems from black and white that could make a comeback if you were interested in something seen like that like what do you guys think i have two answers oh boy um double, yeah, double so, dip so so the first you know people talk about the rusty bottle caps um think bigger like the two changes i would like to see with bottle caps would be the first is that bottle caps so just a plain old bottle caps work at level 50 instead of level 100 God, um, please. VGC specific vgc specific everything's played at level 50 so i'm just saying for the regular ones level 50 works instead of a rusty bottle cap i would also like a super ultra perfect whatever bottle cap whatever you want to think of it or call it where you can literally just set the number the on number. all yeah. six yeah just pick the number on all six of the stats from zero to um, I think that would be amazing in general, in general because there could also be cases where 
might not just be the zero or the 31. You might be, uh, you, as an example, if you want to run a stack attacker that is plus attack, you're looking for that 17 or whatever IV mm-hmm. on defense and how it's like, that's something you legitimately cannot bottle cap for. Yeah, like, you have to hunt yeah. for it. And, like, I'd be okay that's, with, if that's just how bottle caps worked from now on. I'd yeah. be okay with that. <laughs> like, make, second, make it to where just bottle caps, just pick a number. Sure. And the second thing I would like is, um, I know you mentioned O powers. Going back to something else from Gen 6, uh, the PSS, the player search system, was... Uh back in like 2013 was like ahead <laughs> of its time mm-hmm. and mm. was amazing and just worked flawlessly mm-hmm. and then they just continued they had it right and then they just took a hatchet to it yeah they just took it and just kind of threw it it's like here this will still work <laughs> then and then for ycom they just poured gasoline on it lit yeah. the match and was I think honestly I think one going back to our raid discussion I think one of the reasons why it was so difficult raids in uh, Sword and Shield was because Ycom just refused to work. Yeah, Ycom is just so counterintuitive. Like yeah, I I do Bad. look it up on the internet. I'm a I'm a tech savvy guy. I had to look it up on the internet <laughs> to figure out what I was doing to connect it. Like, are you serious? Like this is so dumb. Yeah, Ycom was not the best uh options that they could have gotten Bad. but i i think they're still going to like call it the y com because it's the y button right like it's just that way you know like on the controller scene it's like oh you just hit the button and it opens the communication window it's a good name and that's where it stopped being yeah good. that's about it that's about it it's got a good name that's about it <laughs> they can call it whatever it want whatever they want they can call it like a vacuum or something i just want it to work yeah right oh, uh Baradad, do you have a mechanic you want to see that hasn't been revealed or talked about yet? I do. I have. Uh, I also. I also have two answers, but one of them is super short, so please don't judge me. <laughs> the one that I would like to see, and I'm pretty confident that we will see, is some sort of way to modify the Terra types on a given Pokemon. I'm we sure have... we'll have that. Like Pokemon, yeah. it's it's just a quality of life thing. Like. Pokemon knows that people are like going to be playing this game competitively and that's the whole reason we got the ability patch in the DLC yeah. right is just like hey you got these Pokemon coming from other games that didn't have access to their hidden abilities yet here you go yeah. like now you can do that uh, yeah. and I'm sure that'll that'll come up uh, eventually at some point for terror for terror typing and things like that yeah and i just yeah i just i feel like i feel like so many people just kind of went off the handle and were like oh it's gonna be so hard to hunt for specific terror type for blah 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 i just i don't think that's gonna happen but my my longer answer is so i i think that i think the effort values for pokemon is a is a good system i think it's a fine system i think it makes a lot of sense if you take your pokemon and go defeat a bunch of fast pokemon you become faster like I okay think, i was I a think little that's... bit confused about what you were talking about the first <laughs> second and then it's just like oh it clicked it's like oh okay yeah. i know what you're talking about okay i'm going somewhere with this i swear <laughs> but like i think that system makes sense and is a good system i think the problem with effort values as they are implemented in the current games is it is so unnecessarily obfuscated and hidden from the player and just like layers of 
of weird junk that doesn't need to be there. Like, yeah, give me, give me a menu. You know how you're like, you're like playing one of those old school RPGs, and you see your attack is a hundred, and then in parentheses it's like, yeah, like like plus twelve. Like this is what you're getting from like the thing you have equipped. Like, give me some menu. It like it can be under like a different tab or something, so you don't you scare away the more casual people who just like want to click the buttons, you know. But give us give us some menu to just see the effort values like make it transparent for the love of god please yeah like they have a menu for that but it's not very clear like on what you're doing yeah. the only oh, way the, you the hex know, value like, yeah the hexagon yeah the the blue is where your effort values are the yellow is your base stats and things like that and it yeah, kind of gives you an easier. idea yeah, you have a certain number. Uh, what it is, we don't know. But if it sparkles at yeah. you, then yeah, you got it maxed out. Good job. Uh, yeah, it's it's a mess. I would love a more transparent EV like map. Even they can keep the hexagon. Just give me numbers. Yes. <laughs> tell yeah, me, I, I like, mean, tell with, me how many I have. Yeah, with the numbers, like I, I'm totally fine with the hexagon with the numbers. Just, yeah, just, like they, they don't have to touch anything else about the EV system. Just I promise, just give us transparency into it. That's all I want. That's that's all people are asking for. Yeah, I think the other thing that's like really tough with EVs is don't tell us. Okay, the max is five oh eight. We we don't know that. And <laughs> I mean, well, we do know that, but like we know that, but the casual but the player doesn't know that. No. Like, and you have no way to figure it out without like looking it up, you know. Yeah, like the other thing I was going to say, what you guys said, like with looking things up, they don't really say which type of Pokemon gives which amount or which even not even like which stat of EV. Yeah, like we have. Whenever I was I'm EV training anything, I have to like just Google. It's like what's the EV yield on this? Even just a simple NPC saying, oh, like I. I'm using Gen 8 Pokemon. My Indeedee got faster after, like, battling some Rookity because yeah. Rookity provides speedy EVs. Yep. Yeah. Or just, like, throw it up with the experience. Like, plus such and such show, experience. Show where the EVs. effort values are going. Yeah. Yeah. Just some transparency would be great. And it's not hard. It's not, like, it's not, you're not extra clutter. It's a number. It's one extra number on the stat screen. It's just like, oh, here's your, here's where your stats went up. Here's effort value boop or even just make that stat sparkle like just some kind of notifier somewhere Mm -hmm, where mm -hmm. like oh you got this ev for defeating this pokemon boop um yeah that there's a lot of there's a lot of cool things that they could do to make like transparency for especially for like vgc a little bit easier for people to understand Mm -hmm. um we've we've come a very long way in terms of just like (laughs) what we have access to tool wise to make any pokemon of competitive pokemon um but obviously there's there's still a a couple things that they could do to make it a little bit easier for us now that all the fun math is out of the way uh let's (laughs) talk a little let's do a little bit more discussion about some Another mechanic, I would say. We talked about Terra Raids. Let's talk about terrestrialization in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the meat and the potatoes of this game. This is where you're gonna, you're. Gonna, this is where a lot of people's experiences are gonna be made or broken, probably. Um, <laughs> I know Dynamax was a big talking point for it felt like years. And I granted, Sword and Shield was out for three plus years, but I feel like everyone had been either 
complaining about Dynamax from day one or has been praising Dynamax from day one. And there's no <laughs> like middle ground. It's just you either loved it or you hated it. And I kind of want to get everybody's thoughts on do they like terrestrialization? Do you like it? Do you think it's better or worse than Dynamax? Better or worse than Megas and other gimmicks we've had in the past? Well, anyone, I think... anyone can go. <laughs> <laughs> Not all at once. <laughs> go for it, Angel. Oh. I think for me, I like... So I liked Dynamax. Um, I think that might be because my first VGC generation was Gen 8, so that that's really all I know. Um, I like the fact that it is a mechanic that Pokemon can use, uh, which is another thing that rationalization has, so I really like that. Um, I like that least with um with dmax it was like very limited it was limited to three turns mm -hmm. which did make you feel like if you didn't use it right you didn't max the right pokemon you wasted it with terrestrialization it looks like um it's a mix of a situation where like anyone can use it i think it at least lasts i know people there's been conf like they really haven't said how long it lasts Lasts, um, but it at least lasts as long as the Pokemon's on the field. Who mm -hmm. knows, like, if you switch it in or out, if it stays. Um, so technically, it could last longer than Dynamax. And I think the other thing with it is, or at least my thought with terrestrialization is, um, can actually be used both offensively and defensively. Or Dynamax doubled your HP. It's defensive in that sense, but you were not maxing your Amoongus or your Ndidi or <laughs> insert... Unless you were really needed something, yeah, there was very few cases where you Dynamaxed a support Pokemon a lot of the times. So you can go and you can take a support Pokemon um, um, we'll use Amoongus as an example. You can take Amoongus or to Dark type. Now all of a sudden Prankster Taunt doesn't work against you. Yeah. So that what the one of your main threats to stop you from doing your job is negated. You could even switch to like type to eat a flying or fire type attack that's going to be or an ice type attack that's going to be thrown into you mm -hmm. and limit your weaknesses in that sense. And it also can be offensive. We've talked about course um, the bonus you get when you Dynamax. I'm not that. Oh, Jesus. We, we need to rastralize. Yeah. To rastralize. I want to do that until like 2023 at least. So, so bear with me. Uh, when you terrestrialize. Yeah. You terrestrialize like into the same type. So, you know, talked about Torkoal going Terra Fire to get that double bonus stab type attack um, to get those really strong eruptions. Or to um, to add like a third stab to your typing, you can have a Pokemon. Talk about Gyarados being ground and getting using Terra Blast for like great like water flying ground coverage, or Tyranitar going to a Ghost, which is both defensive and then also offensive, where um, you can have that like really good ghost coverage like again like ghost rock uh arc is like good coverage <laughs> say it's good coverage and someone pod on a podcast say sure angelo it's great coverage <laughs> so. um but but anyways like i think like there's a lot of really cool things along with things with it 
especially just just in the general idea of any Pokemon can terrestrialize into any type, and there will be types that are better than others. So I'm not really worried about the oh, it could it, like like people are like oh, like there's a lot of variance. There is variance, but we're going to be like okay, if this Pokemon's popular, it's going to probably be one of these three terror types. Like you can yeah. probably guess. It's going to be either one of its two, one or two stabs, might be like one or two other types that's commonly used for that Pokemon, and that's really you might you'll still only have to worry about like maybe like three or four. Mm. Um, and it is really again really nice that any Pokemon can take advantage of it, and they can take and take advantage of it for truly like different reasons. Yeah. I know Baradad had a video about not panicking about terrestrialization <laughs> go up uh, a little yes. while ago. Um, I know, so I know you have thoughts on this as well. Yeah, and I'll uh, I'll I'll keep them I'll keep them more more abridged because An- Angel actually actually did cover a lot. Yeah, of he it covered a lot of it. And yeah. what he was saying um, is that I think it'll be more uh, I think it'll be more more dynamic. I think it'll it'll be more clever. You know, it's not going to be as much variance as people are saying, um, and so I'm I'm going to bring it back a little bit and talk about my opinion of Dynamax before handing it back to you, Carl, because mm-hmm. um, Angelo Angelo pretty well covered my opinions on terrestrialization. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited. I do think it's better than Dynamax. Um, I liked Dynamax. I think it's I think it was very weird because like because it was so po- so polarizing. It felt like there was a there was a certain subset of people who really really hated Dynamax and tried to and tried to push this narrative that like Dynamax is is unhealthy, and I just I I have I have a very hard time wrapping my mind around that personally because it's that like it would always come down to this idea of like oh I guess wrong and I lose a Pokemon and like. You're playing Pokemon. Like making a wrong prediction has been devastating since like 2002. Yeah, like, like that's just normal. Like this is not different. Like it's just it's how Pokemon has always been, and because of that, I think it's it's weird. Like Dynamax is a very high powered mechanic, but I don't think that makes it unhealthy for competitive play. I I liked it, but I do think that terrestrialization is going to be better and. I mean, we, we're just, we get sick hats on our Pokemon. Like, the fire one, the chandelier, like, that's awesome. Are you kidding me? Those are Persian with a ring pop? Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm, looking, I'm looking forward to that. Persian with the ring pop. That's, that's, that's a fun one. I like that one. That, I'm, that, I'm that right, Persian with a ring pop, that right there, that is the episode title right yep, there. Yeah, Persian with a ring pop. pop. Yep, we're gonna, easy. Done. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, it's gonna be a fun, this is a fun episode so far. Yes. Um... <laughs> Yeah, like Dynamax, I've I've was kind of on the fence early on in, for Dynamax. Um, I thought it was fine. It wasn't the best mechanic in the world. The more I played with it, the better I like. The better it got, I think. Um, there was a very big steep learning curve, I think, for Dynamax just mm. because of how mm-hmm. powerful it is. It's not. It's closer akin to like a Z move kind of thing where it's like everybody could use the Z move, but the Z move was like a one time shot. If you used it and you got it got protected you just didn't get anything and it was a very feel bad kind of mechanic um dynamex kind of got around that because you get to double your hp it lasts for three turns 
um, you were able to get your damage off, even if they did happen to protect the first time, they're still taking a little bit of damage. Mm -hmm. Your effects are still going to go off from your Dynamax attacks and things like that. And instead of just like, you're not getting anything out of your mechanic. You essentially just like wasted it. And I think it's a lot of the, what what we would define probably as the old guard Mm. is complaining that Dynamax is really broken. It's not really that great. Um, A lot of the older VGC community probably didn't care for it too much because it is a very strong, a very powerful mechanic Mm. and it rewards um, people who aren't as good as the game. I would Mm. say more than those who are very good at what they do. Mm -hmm. Um, That being said, I'm very excited for terrestrialization. I've said it multiple times that I think this is by far the most balanced gimmick we've ever had for VGC in general. Um, like like you've all said before, Terra types are gonna be pretty easy to pin down on certain Pokemon. Um, like if you see like Tyranitar, it's gonna be pretty easy to just like, oh, this is either going to be a rock type, a dark type, or probably a ghost type. Like, it's not hard to figure out like what these Pokemon's Terra types are going to be. And then especially after the first game, if they just terra if they terrestrialize the same Pokemon game two, it's like I already know what this is. It's not like it's changing types in between games. <laughs> like, it's not like you're going to take your Terra Ghost Tyranitar and then it's a, it's Terra Flying Tyranitar the next game. That's that's not how that works, right? New I, hold item request. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I feel like a lot of the hate that Terrestrialization is getting is like, it's too much variance. It's like, it's bad for the game because it makes it harder to do this and that. Um. The opposite is true. It makes it much easier to use a lot of these other Pokemon. Anything mm-hmm. that has a four types weak, four times weakness, immediately is viable now. Like yeah, things yeah. like Magnezone and Tyranitar have these big, powerful four times weaknesses on fairly easy to slot on coverage moves, ground and fighting. And now you can just be a Steel type or be a Rock type, and you don't have to worry about it now. Like, you're not going to get Oko to get now. You're going to get, <laughs> take 75% damage, but you're not gone. You're yeah. still there. And then you get to bop them back with boosted stab attack of some sort. Um, we also know through uh, whatever play trailer thing they did for that community thing uh, that you get to keep all your stabs through terror typing. So, oh, oh, you do, you do you get do. to keep, keep the stab. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they confirmed Nintendo. Uh, Nintendo rep confirmed that when mm-hmm. okay. uh, they asked that, and you get to keep your Terra type. You get to keep your stab typings through Terra type, which explains how the Terra typing into a type you already are gets bonus stab. Essentially, mm-hmm. it explains that a little bit easier. Rather so, than so just... is it? So, so when the Pokemon terastalizes, do they be, they become mono that type, but then they keep the stab bonus on their old stab moves? Yes. So if you were a a dual type, let's say, let's use the Tyranitar example here. Mm -hmm. You're a rock and dark type. You terrestrialize to rock type. You are a rock type Pokemon in that instance. So you have the weaknesses of a rock type, um, of a mono rock type, but you still have your dark stab. Oh, that's cool. Okay. So so you're not like completely neutering yourself when you do terrestrialize these dual type Pokemon. Now, it also explains how the bonus stab works for terrestrialization. Um, going to that mono rock, you since you keep your rock stab, mm-hmm. you just get an extra bonus to your rock stab because you terrestrialized okay. to the rock type. 
Gotcha. And and if you were to terrestrialize to the ghost type, then you just have normal stab for your rock and dark type, and then you have ghost stab on top of that. That's cool. And that's kind of how all that works. And like the math all checks out for it. Um, there's some Pokemon that are going to be really good at abusing it, and we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But overall, <laughs> I think yeah. terrestrialization's great for the game. It's great for the format. Um, a lot of casual players will probably really enjoy playing ladder events with this kind of I can make my Pokemon whatever type I want kind of gimmick. Yeah. <laughs> we are starting to run out of time here, so we'll kind of combine the next two questions together here. Uh, I want to know what your favorite new design you've seen so far for Pokemon for Scarlet and Violet is. Uh, this is, is like Belly Bolt, uh, Grievered, any of the re- the officially revealed new Pokemon that we've seen so far. And then what's your favorite returning Pokemon you've seen so far uh, that you're excited to use in VGC? I have very, very simple answers for this one, but I want to hear y'all's first. <laughs> All right. Um, awesome. I, um, Someone just you... go. I'm going to do it. There you go. <laughs> um, Take initiative. So the favorite, the favorite new design that we've seen so far, I think is going to... Actually, both of my answers are going to be unpopular. I know it. <laughs> My my favorite new design that we've seen is Cyclozar, actually, because I I think it's a I think it's a very cool way to tie in the lore of Pokemon to the environment that we have. I've always thought that having bicycles in the Pokemon universe didn't make a ton of sense. Like there are so many creatures that do fantastical things and i mean canonically pidgey can fly you places like yeah. almost any pokemon can be a form of transport and then we have bikes bicycles I, it's, <laughs> it's kind of weird like it's not it's not one of those things that i'll like go on youtube and be a curmudgeon about like pokemon is dumb for having bicycles <laughs> but i think it's just a really cool way to like kind of make the universe more cohesive like we have these mm-hmm. ride pokemon that just exist and i think that is really really cool yeah um, um i believe ride pokemon were introduced in let's go pikachu and eevee that was our like our first instance of seeing people ride pokemon like in the games mm-hmm. and we kind of see it transition we saw it kind of transitioning that way for a little while right like in yeah. Sword and Shield, it's the Rotom bike. Rotom is in your bike now. Yeah. And that, that kind of is funny. It kind of makes sense now. It's like, oh, you're still technically riding a bike, but it's also <laughs> part Pokemon. So you get yeah. to kind of play back and forth with that. Um, and going from just like Rotom in a bike to just riding the Pokemon. I feel like that's a, like you said, it's a very cool, just kind of world building moment. Yeah. And the uh, the Pokemon, the returning Pokemon that I'm excited to use in VGC, and I I heard people groaning about this one, and I don't care because I'm excited and I love it. Is Breloom? Ah, that Pokemon, Breloom's a lot of fun. Breloom like is so cool. I absolutely love it. Little little goofy mushroom baby. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to use it again. Are you I, a I just... technician kind of player, or are you a toxic heal player? Oh, technician. Okay. So you're just like gonna bullet, I'm, I'm you're gonna gonna bullet go. seed and bullet and just mock punch people to death. Got it. And then and then spore whenever they think they're gonna get away with something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm I'm excited about the about about Berlin for sure. BDSP All Star. I can tell you that right there. 
hundred percent. Really? Yeah, it was right. it was so <laughs> much fun in BDSP. Um and I, I think it'll I don't know if it'll be an all star in Scarlet and Violet, but being able to mm. change its type into just like maybe mono fighting or something that like even just like going to avoid some super effective hits is going to be really good. Just go electric. Can it learn Thunder Punch? That'd be sick. It might. Just... I don't know. <laughs> no, I, think it has, I, I think it has access to the elemental punches. So oh, I think it, I think it does get Thunder Punch. So oh, that would be that would be cool. You heard it here first, guys. <laughs> thunder Terror Brelu. So my my favorite design so far is probably probably it's a titan and i think it's just because i love ice types and it's an ice type and uh, i have a bit to keep up with you guys um, <laughs> gotta so keep up with the ice types this is yeah, my so probably it's a titan um for like i mean returning pokemon like it's i'm going to go answer two things like we had mimikyu last generation we had a generation before of course um i love mimikyu with uh, Mamoswine for one of my favorite for my favorite Pokemon, and I'm very excited to use Mimikyu um, this format um, for like Pokemon that wasn't available in Sword and Shield. I would probably have to say either Murkrow. I think it'd be a really cool youngster uh, Tailwind Taunt. I think it's going to do a lot of really cool, um, along with also being immune to other Prankster Taunts. And I think that Star Raptor is going to be really, really good. It's a, uh, it's one of the few Intimidators that we've seen so far that we know is a pivot move. So you have that pivoting in and out of Intimidate, along with its massive attack stat. Um, going Terror Flying with Reckless Brave Bird is probably going to be able to chunk a lot of holes to teams. Mm-hmm. So the Pokemon I'm probably the most excited for. Uh my answers are very easy because I, I love the cute Pokemon when they've got cute designs. Uh, Grievert mm. is probably my front runner for favorite design so far from Scarlet and Violet because it's it's just based off the uh, sheepdog in the way it's designed. And the fact that it's just this cute little ghost pup made out of candle wax is, and it's going to suck your soul out if you play with it for too long. I, I just love the design of this Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I haven't seen a Scarlet and Violet Pokemon that I'm just like, eh, I don't know if I like that quite yet. Um, Same. Small Same. of is kind of there. It's just like, it's another normal grass type. It's just like, whatever. But I don't hate it. <laughs> it's not like Mr. Rhyme, where it's just like the weirdest design on the face of the planet, right? <laughs> we haven't. I haven't seen any of those yet. We'll, 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 we'll find out more once we get the game. But, um, Fair. <laughs> Uh, for favorite returning VGC Pokemon, uh, I'm very excited to get to play with Hariyama. Hariyama was one of my favorite Pokemon in uh, Ruby and Sapphire. I had it on my team all the way through. Um, I played with it a ton in the BDSP format, and it was so much fun. Having access to guts, like just being able to guts and mock punch things or close combat things. You also have access to fake out you're like this weird mix of utility and bulk and really good damage output. Um, I, I expect Hariyama to be really high on the list of this thing checks the answer to TR button. It checks the answer <laughs> to this really good damage button. It checks the mm-hmm. answer to having disruption button. Like I think Hariyama is going to be a very pivotal piece on a lot of early, at least early Scarlet and Violet teams. Um, mm-hmm. We'll have to see how everything kind of plays out. 
Uh, I think they did a very good job of nerfing the fake out meta is what I is what I call it with covert cloak and some other cool anti priority abilities that we've seen like for rigor rafts. Um, I don't mm-hmm. remember what it's called. Uh, it's some I don't even, I don't know I remember what it's called. Armor or something. Yeah, whatever it's called. It's it stops priority moves and things like Serena's Queenly Majesties in that kind of same boat. Um, yeah, Ar- Armor know... Tail is the name of that ability. Okay. I think I hear something I do. I'm just going to step away real quick. Okay. As Ro walks away here real fast um, and breaks everything in the process. <laughs> it kicks it all over. <laughs> kicks right, so what do you really place. think of Angelo? <laughs> <laughs> um, but where was I? I I'm lost now. Um, you, were, you were talking about Hariyama being yeah. a, an interesting uh, Pokemon. Hariyama, Hariyama's great. Uh, they've done a very good job of the fake-out nerves. There was another Pokemon, I'm trying Hariyama's to remember, great. who has uh, anti-priority. Is it Bruxious? I think it's Bruxious. Bruxious has, um, I think it's, whatever its unique ability is, it's also anti-priority. Um, and so they've done a very good job of trying to give us the tools to stop this very oppressive kind of thing that we saw a lot in Sword and Shield of just, like, every team has a fake-out one, and if you're not playing in DD you're kind of just going to get got. And they're, they're giving us the tools to kind of counteract that. Yeah, I'm, I'm especially glad we're getting that because it, it used to be that a very a very common, well, I wouldn't say very common, but one of the common responses to Fake Out was, I'll just Dynamax my Pokemon. Yeah, and um, we don't have that luxury anymore. Yes, we do not. You just terotype the ghost. That's true. If you really want to. We're a power play. <laughs> just dodge the Fake Out. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I'm excited for this VGC format. Uh, I'm not sure how much I'm going to get to actually like play like in big events and things like that, but I will probably be playing a lot on ladder now. I'll probably be playing well, when we get ladder. We don't get ladder until I think December. 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 Yeah. So yeah. So this is the PSA for LRL community or whoever. We're going to be looking for people to play against on camera until we get to the ladder point. So reach out to us and we'll get back with you. I have a really good uh, Breloom idea. If you want. <laughs> I would like to hear your Breloom idea. <laughs> with that, I think we covered enough of the, of the questions here for an episode. I, I had one other one, but it, we kind of answered it a little bit when we were talking about like mechanics and things like that. So I think we can just probably call this an episode unless you guys have stuff you want to say before we wrap it up here. Oh, can I give can I give one more answer? Sure. I was I was di- I was I was really dying to get to this. I promise it won't be long. Because <laughs> we were <laughs> I wanted I wanted to briefly talk about why I think open world versus the structured oh, story so is going you're to gonna, be... you're gonna answer it anyway. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I'm gonna do it anyway. Go for it. But it, in in a quick fashion, I promise. I think it's one of those things that is makes more sense for what Pokemon is. Because in the entirety of all the past main series games, you're having this conversation with the professor, like as soon as you hit that new game button and they say, you're about to start your own grand adventure of discovery and making new friends. And then you go town, forest, town, cave, town, cave, town. Like it just, it felt too linear for the sense of awe and discovery that they're trying to impress upon you at the start of a new Pokemon game. Mm. And I think for that reason, the whole open world idea 
just it loans itself more to that to, to that that cohesive world building i think the idea that we're going out to like actually discover new things and new pokemon and not to say that that's absent from the prior games and that the prior games aren't fun because of that but i think it's going to be a good i think it'll be a step in the right direction because i think it makes more sense for the series and that's it. That's all. That's all. That's all you're gonna say about. Okay, <laughs> Ro, do you have anything to talk about before we before we? Move um, on? I mean, I can just go off of what Josh was just saying, uh, and the big thing there is, especially with the more recent games, I feel like out structure has been very linear. Um, it kind of like handholds you. Okay, you have to go to this place. You can't go to the next place until you've done this thing, so on and so forth. And um, I think with the open world structure, it does bring back that um, like general awe of exploration. Maybe it's just me being someone, say, like mid to late 20s, looking for that. The wonder you get as, as a child, mm-hmm. I think, I think <laughs> a lot of our listeners are probably thinking of the same thing. Even just stuff as simple as, like, in... It's red and blue, once you get to, like, that Lavender Town, Saffron, Celadon area, mm-hmm. it's kind of like a free-for-all on the order of events you can do things, and we really even haven't had that in, like, the recent games. So to be able to make your own adventure um, and say, I'm going this way, not because the game told me to, but because I said I'm going this way, I want to go this way, mm-hmm. it leads you to getting demolished by a gym leader that's supposed to be the eighth gym sure can but could it take you to like an amazing area with these cool new pokemon that you've never seen before and you wouldn't have ever seen unless you went to that area like like, yeah and and i think that that's the uh whole of it they're really like getting into that exploration Mm -hmm. and your own adventure so to speak a lot of a lot of the open world, like you think Pokemon R- is an RPG, it's a role playing game. Um, you're supposed to insert yourself into that player character spot, and being that kind of open world, you kind of get to explore the map that they give you. And and way back when, before we had a lot of these newer video games like Horizon Zero Dawn and things like that, where they have these big expansive maps, the mm-hmm. Pokemon formula was good. It worked mm-hmm. because. Oh, yeah you you wanted them to be able to play your game and you weren't going to be able to <laughs> convey a whole lot especially on a little game boy screen oh yeah um but as the games kind of grew and the popularity grew we were, we kind of expected them to eventually hit this point where they go into open world and mm. they're just a little bit behind the times but they they i'm hoping if this one succeeds if this game succeeds they'll stick with this formula and every pokemon game will be this kind of open world story <laughs> like branching paths kind of exploration thing that's the hope and with that i think that's a wrap on 141 how about both of you kind of give your own little shout outs here we'll start with ro give out your twitter any other kind of plugs you want to make and we'll kind of just wrap it up here as always a shout out to my girlfriend amanda for uh letting me leave dinner early so i can go and record a podcast about a children's uh, video game uh love you (laughs) (laughs) um so you can find me at uh at rovgc on twitter where i tweet about um things i do in pokemon and the like i know we mentioned events earlier in the episode but 
um, for those of you like thinking of going to regionals and stuff, as of right now, I plan on being at least Orlando and Hartford regionals and probably going to see me at um, NIC as well. So uh, if, you, uh, if you see me at any of those events, um, just please feel free to come up. Uh, Josh can attest we have an amazing time. The vibes are always immaculate. Yes, and um, it is very fun. Uh, as an aside, anyone thinking of like uh, who is on the fence of going to one of these major events, do it. It's so fun. I like probably the most fun weekend I've had, or one of the most fun weekends I had this year was yep. Secaucus Regionals back in May. Yep. Um, so yeah, there, there's that. Uh, follow me on Twitter uh, at, at my personal. Yeah. Carl's going to plug the other one later. Yeah, it'll be, the other one will be on here in a minute. Go ahead, Bauer Dad. Right on. First of all, I'd like to give out a shout-out to Bauer Mom, who is, as we speak, putting our children to bed while I'm recording this. Uh, big big ups to her, because putting the kids to bed is normally my job. <laughs> so big, <laughs> big appreciation for that. She was very supportive, was so excited I was going to be on the pod. Um, as far as where you can find me, you can find me on both Twitter and YouTube at BowerDadVGC. Uh, maybe less so Twitter right now because I am bird boxing that bad yeah, boy until these games come understandable. out. Understandable. Yeah. Just you won't find me on Twitter yet, but as soon as it drops, you'll find me on Twitter again. Just everywhere. <laughs> and then I and then I stream on Twitch. That's just BowerDad on Thursday evenings. Yeah. Uh, we we recently played. Yeah, and randomizing. We're not gonna talk about that. <laughs> that was a mess. No one, no one wants to talk about that. Trust me. Uh, uh, TLDR. I mean, I'm down to do another one. Uh, yeah, TLDR. We we played for like five and a half hours and couldn't finish the seed because Carter missed a checkbox. They're fun though. Yeah, they're fun. Recommend Carter <laughs> Carter would have ended the seed in like three and a half hours. <laughs> Just ears just blown. I apologize for everyone there. <laughs> I, 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 I apologize for that. I didn't realize I was just going right in the mic. Um, God, I, have, I, I have no words besides uh, why am I surprised? I'm about to say, it, it wouldn't be a, a key item randomizer if something didn't go wrong. Not be. Um, right on. But yeah, uh, Dad does great stuff over on Twitch. If you haven't watched him yet, go check it out. All of his stuff over there. Um, Ro, you'll catch him on our Twitter every once in a while over at LR Lessons. He does a lot of our posts for that stuff. Um, we're going to kind of be revamping some stuff and doing some new fun uh, Scarlet and Violet themed things here in the future. So definitely keep your eyes peeled for the podcast Twitter for sure. Uh, with all that being said, I think that's a wrap for episode 141. Uh, if you haven't yet and you made it to the end of the video, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, all that fun YouTube stuff for us. It helps us out a lot. Uh, make sure to go and check out the audio versions over on Anchor, Spotify, Pandora, Google, Apple, wherever podcasts are found. We're pretty much everywhere nowadays. Um, let's see here. I haven't done the outro ever, so this is the first time I get to do all this stuff. Uh, make sure to come check out the Discord. Uh, discord.gg forward slash lrlessons will get you an invite to that automatically. Um, there's also always an invite linked into the description down below. Um, make sure to go and uh, check out Carter and all of his stuff. He couldn't Again, he couldn't be here today, um, but he might be back tomorrow. Might, might be back next week. We'll see. <laughs> um, but he's over at uh, Mr. Missouri 25. I'm at Musical VGC. Um, 
outside of all that, uh, I think that's everything. I'm not going to do the anchor plug because we pretty much already did all that. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to worry about Twitch plugs because, let's be honest, we never stream on Twitch. <laughs> 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 and honestly, we probably won't in the foreseeable future. Um, Carter might, but I'm going to probably switch to the YouTube streams. Like uh, You do so much. You do so much already. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, it's, there's so much we do. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to call that a wrap. Hope everybody has a a wonderful week and we'll talk to you more after Scarlet and Violet drops. Bye, everyone. Bye.